Hi, this is the Beach Boys. Al, Bruce, Carl, Mike, Brian, and Dennis. Hi, welcome to episode two of Good Vibrations. I'm your host, David Beard, and today we're going to be speaking with the Explorers Club's Jason Brewer. Now, Jason is kind of the overall group's visionary. He writes the majority of the material most of the time, and they just recently released their third album titled Together. This new album kind of coalesces beautifully with kind of all things Beach Boys. There are other influences too, but certainly the Beach Boys at the forefront. You'll kind of hear... Uh, things that feel almost like they're from the Friends album or the Sunflower album or even Love You. It is that interesting. So we're going to get started right now talking to Jason. And I asked Jason if he could kind of go back to the year 2007 and talk a little bit about the group's first album, Freedom Wind. Well, on the first album, the band started as me writing some songs with a friend of mine. I was having all these musical ideas and all these um, songs were coming about. And I did something that kind of had like a throwback 60s sound, and I took that a step further and said, you know, I've, I've always been such a big Brian Wilson fan, and I've always kind of uh, thrown around. I mean, at this point, I guess it was in my mid, early to mid-20s, so you're talking 10, 11 years ago at this point. Almost 10 years ago, I guess, as you say, 2007. So um, I'd been, really, it dates back to 2005, uh, which was 11 years ago, I was kind of toying around, had all these ideas, and I said, oh, let's put down this uh, Calavary, California, Brian Wilson, Phil Spector, Ronettes mesh into one sound. Let's try capturing that sound again, but with a new song. And that song was called Forever. It was the first one I did in that, in that kind of, in that, with that inspiration from all of those great records. And we put that down and it turned out so good and we did two or three others that were in that same style and that same feel and I, and I said these actually sound really great we really captured the spirit of that era and of that music but we put new songs to it that maybe could have even been competitive with songs from that era so this is really cool this is kind of working and then I, I brought it back to South Carolina I recorded those in Atlanta Georgia brought it back to South Carolina and said hey Music, musical friends of mine, you want to start a band based around these this sound. And I convinced some other guys to join up with me, and I finished writing a full album. We had really hip and cool record label in England called Rough Trade put out a single, and then another really cool, like, cutting-edge hip label in America called Secretly Canadian put out, you know, paid for us to make the album. And so that's how it started. It started based on an idea that I had by myself, and then I put a band around it. The second album by the group, Grand Hotel, was released in 2012. The music was distinctively different from the first release, more Burt Bacharach-flavored tunes and exotic stuff. I asked Jason where the influences for that second release originated. I just got married, and so I remember we went on a honeymoon to uh, Mexico, and when I went to Mexico, I was listening to nothing but, you know, either some really, like, weird traditional mariachi stuff that we would hear, you know, just to get excited about going on the trip. And I listened to a lot of Bossa Nova, listened to a lot of Bacharach, a lot of that loungier, uh, and and I've always been a big Jimmy Webb guy, so all of that was kind of coming together in in a kind of a different Wrecking, still Wrecking Crew inspired, maybe sound, but I just was kind of like, 
did the, the early, you know, the, the Beach Boy sound on the first album. I still want to have all those really cool Brian and Four Freshmen and, you know, that kind of inspired harmony, but I kind of want to expand it out and make it more like, you know, Herb Alpert, uh, Carpenters, all that kind of stuff, that influence, that late 60s, early 70s influence into my songwriting because th that music is almost a big part, as big a part of my sound songwriting as Phil Spector and Brian Wilson and Chuck Berry. So mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's kind of like, okay, maybe I can kind of take all these new songs and take my David Gates influence and all this stuff and put it together and kind of make take the elements of the first album, these other elements of this other stuff, and then kind of make a, a really kind of interesting um, uh, interesting pile or combination or stew or whatever you want to call it of all those sounds put together into something that's different. And that's really what Grand Hotel was. It was kind of like a, um, I called it a musical vacation at the time because a lot of it was inspired by stuff I, you know, going on vacation, mm -hmm. but also because if you listen to the album, I actually listened to the album the other day for the first time in years, and it's broken up into little sections. If you notice, there's those little instrumental or the little short songs that are interspersed between the record, between the longer songs, and I did that on purpose to break up the different feels and the different sounds, so not that it's a concept record necessarily, but it kind of flows in a certain way. So with that record, I just really got more ambitious. The songs were a little harder, way harder vocally. And in a lot of ways, I wasn't pleased with the end result, to be honest with you. I think Mark Lynette did a great job on the mixes, and I think it sounds great. I think the band could have done better overall, including myself, on the performances on some of it. And I think, I mean, Michael Blaining, it sounds great. But it wasn't up to how good I thought it could have been. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the other thing about that record that was different was the band broke up and got back together in the middle of it. Like half the band quit and we got a new band. Okay. But one reason it took so long. So there was just a lot going on with that record. There was a lot of interesting moments that happened. But at the end of the day, it was really just me trying to exercise my musical muscle a little more. You know, spread out a little more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So help me pronounce uh, your your latest contrib on together. Uh, you do a lot with is pronounce this first. Is it Amin Zarukian? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got it. She is a great. He's a great little songwriter in his own right. He has this band. I met him in Boston when we were doing the Grand Hotel tour, um, and he was in a band that opened for us. And he's a great pop writer, but he's really good with words. He's really fast. He's really quick to come up with, like, you know, he's good with an inside joke. He's good with a good conversationalist. So I thought to myself, he'd probably be really good if he's got a lot of pop sensibility already. He'd probably be really, really great to write some songs with and write lyrics. Because mm -hmm. I, I have a hard time with words sometimes. So I'm always good with themes, but you know, I always need that other person to come through. So we just really hit it off. We wrote, I mean, we wrote that whole, the whole new album, all the stuff that he and I wrote together on it, we wrote through 
like email and text message notes. Like, you know, with your iPhone, you can record a, a voice memo to yourself. That's what we're doing. Uh, yeah, we're doing that right now. <laughs> right, exactly. So I would sit, I would sit down and, and play the guitar and sing the melodies and all the structures I had floating around in my head. And he would, you know, I'd tell him, I want it to be about this, and maybe I want this to be the title, or here's the hook, here's this, let's write a song around it. And he would come back to me with verses, and I would make, you know, I would bring them back into the melody and set them all together. But we just worked together really fast. I had a long period of not being creative and not wanting to write songs and wanting to quit everything musical. You know, I was in a real, real rut. And then all of a sudden... I just got hit with a bunch of inspiration when I worked on some stuff with him, and I wrote the whole together, or the majority of the Together album in like, you know, really like eight weeks, like really fast. Tell me a little bit about the origin behind the song Once in a While. Okay, so that song has its roots a long time ago. Probably it was during that era on Freedom Land, actually, of experimenting with different things and thinking, okay, well, what kind of sound could this be? What could this do? How can I, can I write something that's like a bubblegum song or, or whatever? Anyway, it was just what I had a, a half of the chord progression. I said, I need to save that. That's going to be something special, but I don't know where it's going to fit. So I put that in my musical muscle memory on just playing it on the piano or on the guitar and it was something I'd always come back to. And that's that section at the beginning. The intro, the right the right off the rip, the chorus. Kinda had kinda had that chord progression, not the melody really, but the chord progression for a long time. Anyway, came back to it and it was just like, man, I just when we were doing together, I just thought, okay, people really loved our first album. It got a lot of, you know, there were songs on the first album, David, that were in TV shows and movies and all kinds of stuff, and it really put the band in a good spot. So I was like, well, it may be a good idea. Um, it may be a good idea to come back and revisit that sound. And then, you know, the Love and Mercy movie was out there, and Brian had a new album out, and we were making our album during all that time. And so it was just kind of, just felt like, you know, really great, not to try to capitalize on somebody else's thing, but it just felt like it was time to, you know, get back to being doing more of the harmony vocal thing, more of the Brian kind of thing. It just, it felt good to kind of put the, the songs came the arrangements came quicker for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just started sounding really great. And I was very inspired by all the, you know, the stuff like, I mean, it could be all kinds of different stuff, like the smile thing coming out got me all excited about listening to that stuff again. So it just kind of built up. And it was just so it was just like, okay, well, here are all these songs. They really fit that context. So we're just going to go for it. So with Once in a While... I wanted to do a song on the album where each guy in the band takes a lead part in different parts of the song. So the song starts with our bass player, Wyatt, singing, and then it switches to me, and then I sing the verses, and then the pre-chorus is sung by um, Paul, and then there's like little answers that our guitar player sings throughout the song. So I had that idea of like the later, some of the later, like the sunflower type, Beach Boys stuff where it had 
but like what well, add some music has the uh has the everybody takes a lead right mm-hmm. so that was kind of the inspiration it was kind of like okay well our album's called together we're gonna really make this like the whole band is really stepping up and singing and working together and the way our approach for recording the album was done in that way where we all like played in the same room together we'd never done that before so we tried to take that approach on a lot of the record it just worked out it's just like well if we're going to make a record and really come together as a band on this album and work together and and not deal as much with our egos as much as we're caring about the music then it makes sense to have that harmonic approach That's the Explorers Club from their new album, Together, the song Once in a While, just one of the many great new recordings you'll hear on the collection. There's another song on there that reminded me a lot of the music from the Friends era. It's called My Friend. And I uh, talked to Jason specifically about that track and and kind of in that whole Beach Boys era of, of, of recordings. And here's what he had to say. You know, that whole period from... 
you know, I mean, I really, my, that tribute concert that I participated in back in February um, in L.A., where they basically did 67 to 77, that's my favorite period, all of that stuff. The brother years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, it was my friend, the interesting thing about that song is my friend is actually about my little girl. If you go listen to the lyrics and then think about, just think about it and think about, uh, she was two and a half, three when I wrote the song, and now she's four. But um, the song is about my little girl. That's all it's about. Um, But, you know, but the interesting thing about it is when you're a dad, and you know this being a dad, there's always more joy than there is heartbreak, but there is heartbreak. And so, um, you know, that kind of just factored into the feeling of the song. was just kind of like, well... Being a dad is a tough, big thing, but at the end of the day, you know, your kid's going to be your shining light, your best friend, the one person that's going to love you no matter what. My friend knows me well inside my head, knows when I get out of bed, laughs at every word I've said. Explorers Club new album, Together. Certainly kind of almost two different types of things going on there. It starts off very gentle, and then the, uh, the ending is a stark 
difference. Uh, now, the other song I... Again, most just about every song off of this new collection is really wonderful, intricate harmonies and instrumentation. But the one that I thought was interesting that I, that drew my attention was the one song on the collection that was actually co-written with Brian Wilson collaborator Andy Paley. So I asked Jason how that opportunity came about for him. My really good friend uh, Mark Nathan, who's a, um, an industry guy, been in the music business for business. 45 years or something like that. He used to work with Todd Rundgren. He used to work with Andy when Andy was with Sire in the late 70s. Um, uh, working, but they both worked for Seymour Stein. And, you know, Mark knew, obviously, Mark, Mark's kind of managed the Explorers Club for a while now. Um, and he knew, obviously, early on, back in 2008, he obviously knew Andy had worked with Brian. And he knew that you know, that I, you know, might would really enjoy working with Andy. So I met Andy uh, through Mark. Um, and it just turns out that at that time, you know, I had started to become friends with Jeff Foskett. And Foskett and Andy obviously had worked together and knew each other. And uh, obviously I knew Lynette. Lynette had worked with Andy. So we all just knew each other. Well, Andy liked what I did, thought I was really good. At the, at the thing I do, and said, yeah, let's get together. So I went to his house in 2009. We wrote that song in 2009, so it's been around for a bit. Um, but we wrote that song, and it turned out really fantastic. You know, I had this I had this groove for that, that groove that's the chorus, that's the... That whole section I had for a long time. And I brought it to him. I said, I got this chorus, but we need... We need good verses. We need some melding around it. We just we just sat down and and plowed through it. We wrote the we wrote the song. Um, came up with it real good at his house in, in Hollywood, and then we went to the Capitol Tower and cut the demo at Capitol. And I kept it for a long time. And the inspirations were like you were saying the friend stuff, but also the Beach Boys Love You, like the synthesizer stuff. And then even a strange reference that's kind of out of left field, in a way, a little bit of, if you've ever heard the Holland Oaks album called War Babies, there's a song on there called, uh, um, what is the name of that song? Uh, You're Much Too Soon is the name of it. And it's got this really cool outro that just kind of grooves and goes to like a full, like, floor on the floor, backbeat driving kind of thing which we do at the end of Don't Waste Your Time. So in a weird way, I kind of blended all that together and I said, this is where I really want to go with the song. Let's give it a little more attitude. Let's give it a little bit of a weirder texture with so many synthesizers. And I said, but where am I going to get the authentic, you know, synthesizer sound that I want? I said, i got to go to Darian. Mm-hmm. And so I, I called up Darian and I said, Darian, I've got this song. And I really need your touch on the arrangement. I need you to bring it home with the keyboard sounds. He's like, I've been waiting. He's like, I've been waiting for someone that wanted to give to give me an excuse to kind of go for the love you sound because he and I are both such big fans of that album. I know it's such a uh, um, a uh, controversial Beach Boys album amongst the hardcore fans, but 
Um, I said, yeah, let's go for it. You know, just I gave him the basic track, and he had the melody and the harmony parts. We already did. And I said, just put on, you know, what Brian would have done in 77. And he did, and it sounds awesome. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's the whole story of that song. It's been recorded a few times, and I think the version that we put on together is, like, exactly what I wanted it to be. song and that's that was co-written by jason brewer and andy paley together what a great fantastic track that's don't waste her time and it's track number 10 from the explorers clubs 
new Together album. You got to check it out. It's 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 worth it. Every song is worth it, worth the listen. So the one of the last questions I wanted to ask Jason is because not everyone's familiar with the group. Is how would you describe the new album to the unfamiliar listener? Here's what Jason had to say. Well, I would say that it was. Uh, um, I've been telling everyone that it's melodic harmony influenced pop music inspired by, um, you know, inspired by the Beach Boys and, you know, a lot of other harmony groups. I just say it's more of a return to the importance of harmony singing. I mean, if you listen to the whole album all the way through, the one thing that's totally present and most up front in the mix and throughout every song is such breathtaking, intricate harmony arrangements. And that was really what we wanted to do on the album. And that's what we call it together, because harmonies only work well together, whether they're moving apart or separate together, like in purposeful ways. That's the only way they work together. So that's why we kind of gave it that name. But um, if you, yeah, the thing I always tell people is if you like stuff that's like the late 60s or early 70s and you like vocal groups, that's what this record is. It's like a return to melody and harmonies. Well, I'd like to thank Jason Brewer for his time today and talking, sharing uh, backstories about the songs that we've listened to. And I want to let you know, if you want to know more about the Explorers Club, it's real easy. Just go to theexplorersclub.com and you can actually even watch a music video for California Calling You, which is also on the Together album. Also, I want to remind everyone that ESQ Endless Summer Quarterly is right in the middle of doing a pretty massive giveaway, and uh, it's Pet Sounds 50th anniversary. We've already given away our grand prize, and we'll be announcing the names of our winners on the next uh, show. But in the meantime, be sure to go out to Facebook. If you're on Facebook, go to Endless Summer Quarterly. Type it in. Be sure to like our page and follow uh, these giveaways we're doing most of which have been autographed by Brian Wilson, Al Jardine, Mike Love, and Bruce Johnston. All four of the guys have autographed 12 different pieces from the uh, Pet Sounds 50th Anniversary thing. And we hope to have, we're also going to have 50th Anniversary Good Vibrations items for giveaway, as well as uh, Mike Love's book and Brian Wilson's book autographed for giveaways. It's all happening with Endless Summer Quarterly. And if you, in order to be eligible for these giveaways, you just have to subscribe. It's that it's simple. Go to E-S-Q-U-A-R-T-E-R-L-Y.com, and you're going to land right there. There's a jukebox going to be playing some great tunes. Go. There's a palm tree right behind the jukebox at the very top. Subscribe to the magazine. Click on that. It'll take you right to the page. We'll get you all set up and you'll be automatically entered. As soon as you subscribe to the magazine, your name will automatically be entered for the drawing of one of these many cool free giveaways that we're doing. It's the only place you can get them. Endless Summer Quarterly. See you next show. Hi, this is Mike Love of the Beach Boys, and you're listening to Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys podcast.